At TQ, we aim to inspire trust through providing individuals with the tools needed to test and prove who they are in real time. In today's episode, Delith James, Programme Manager at Digital Health Ecosystem Wales, talks about how e-health is the way forward for both workers and consumers. My name is Delith James and I work for the Life Sciences Hub in Wales and I'm the Programme Lead for the Digital Health Ecosystem. And my role at the ecosystem is really to bring together industry, clinicians, policy makers, academics, innovators and funders just to create an environment of digital innovation in Welsh health and social care. And we really want to make it easier and faster to adopt digital healthcare technology in Wales. Mm -hmm. Um, The ecosystem itself is a collaboration between the organisation I work for, the Life Sciences Hub, and Digital Health and Care Wales, and we're funded through um, Welsh Government. And one of the aims of the collaboration itself is is about opening up the NHS systems and data to developers through a platform of APIs, and so reducing that development time and ensuring that products are really best suited to NHS Wales needs. The other things that we do are around bringing together stakeholders across the digital health community to tackle barriers and challenges to adoption and rollout. And we want to connect projects with partners and sources of support for funding. And we do this in a whole host of different ways um, through events, social media, online through our website to showcase best practice, pilot new approaches and systems, evaluate objectively, you know, where the biggest impact can be made and share that information across Wales and also through social media as well. So if someone asked you, how how would you describe to them what the concept of e-health is? Um, So I think I'd probably describe e-health as the technology that really enables us to work differently in health and social care. And I think, you know, during this pandemic, the use of technology has just really accelerated. Mm-hmm. And with great examples of e-health in our daily life now, I mean, lots of people have to use a computer to book a GP appointment. Or you can actually have a, G- a you know, video call with your GP, which is brilliant. You know, you don't have to sort of take time off work to go in um, to your local surgery. People are even able to monitor their health conditions at home and send data to the doctors via apps on their phone. So it's an incredible time, isn't it, you know, just in terms of technology. Why do you feel that e-health is such an important concept now? It feels like it's really never been more important because of the pandemic and it's forced us really to do things differently. And it's opened up lots of opportunities for us to try and do these things differently Lots of this technology enables people to have a better understanding of their own health and well-being and have more control on that. And we've got a brilliant example of this happening in one of the pilots that we're currently supporting. The technology enables people who've had heart failure to monitor their conditioning, you know, following um, discharge from hospital using an app on their phone. And by having a and look and keeping track on their statistics that they're inputting daily, they can then see the impact that, say, for example, taking their medication is having on their condition and things like their blood pressure. And this means that they're much more likely to continue taking that medication. So what would the main benefits of ELs are? I think in terms of benefits, it's really around digital health applications and that they can save people a considerable amount of time. For example, as I mentioned earlier, people can schedule their own appointments 
with their GP online and they don't even have to leave their home. They can arrange an online consultation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's, there's a ton of benefits there that we really need to take an adva- advantage of. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are any negatives or any drawbacks to e-health? I do think that there is another side to this. Um, I think for people whose economic conditions are poor or people who lack the skills or even just access to computers and the networks, or they're not used to using computers efficiently, um, I think as a result, these people who would truly value the utmost from health information are those who are least expected to benefit from the development in this information technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really just in terms of those thinking back to those benefits again another benefit would be around the speed that information can be shared securely and easily with health and social care colleagues an example of that this that we have in Wales is the Wales clinical portal where we've introduced a digital patient record across the hospitals and health boards um, and that's available to doctors and health professionals through a single application. And it's called the Wales Clinical Portal. Mm-hmm. And it makes it much easier for health professionals to collaborate and access vital information about their patient. And it shares, delivers and displays patient information from a number of sources with just that one single log on. And even if that information is spread across different health boards, I think with information in one place, it means the clinicians are always able to have access to up-to-date and accurate patient records. So do you think that the concept of e-health is progressing in the right direction? I think so. I think that's a really interesting question. And I definitely think it's moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But really, personally, I think the most important element to that is that the health interventions themselves are evidence-based in the sense that their the value and competence shouldn't be sort of presumed, but actually proven and backed up by stringent scientific assessment. Mm-hmm. And also I think as well, Welsh Government's focus on the digital transformation of health and care services, that too represents an important commitment and we've further put in place you know, the significant infrastructure and resource that's required for Wales to ensure that we're capturing those benefits from the digital revolution that we're seeing through the pandemic. And I think that those lessons that we've learned, you know, over the last 18 months and that we're continuing to learn are really demonstrating how our Welsh health and social care system can really embrace and deploy digital solutions at pace and at scale to drive forward those service delivery improvements. Mm -hmm. And I think as well, really, it's it's we're starting to see that, you know, we're designing services from the viewpoint of what is actually needed in terms of meeting the needs of the end user, rather than us sort of designing services from a viewpoint of thinking that's what people need. We're we're really seeing that inclusive collaborative approach to systems now. And I think that's that's a real benefit and definitely a move in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's gonna have any limits in the next 10 years if it keeps developing? Um, I'm not sure with regards to limits, because I think some of the things that we're seeing now, we probably couldn't have even imagined 10 years ago. But I do think, you know, for many people, this represents a new way of working and includes new forms of patient and healthcare professionals communicating with each other. And I think that in itself just poses new challenges for us. And also there's sort of pressures around things like um, ethical issues. 
So for example, online professional practice, informed consent, privacy and equity issues. And I think we just really need to ensure that those people who aren't able to, for whatever reason, access digital healthcare opportunities, that they don't receive a second class service. You know, I think in those circumstances, people still need to be supported and have alternative options to be able to access services and information so that they too, you know, remain active participants in their health and well-being. Staff as well, you know, they might lack skills or the confidence to, you know, currently use technology or engage in service redesign and new ways of working using our digital tools. But also what, what does our current hardware and IT systems in our health boards look like? Are they compatible? with these new technologies and are the systems quick enough and large enough to cope with the demands on them. Um, I don't think this is going to necessarily limit our opportunities in Wales, but there are all these issues that do need addressing. Mm -hmm. So is that what you would say if, if someone said, how can I accommodate the people that don't necessarily have these skills? Is that what you would tell them to do? I think so. I think there's lots of opportunities out there um, to enable people to learn new skills and, you know, just feel a little bit more confident in using these sorts of things. For example, within um, the ecosystem, we hold monthly events and, and our event um, at the beginning of this year is in collaboration with the Open University. So we're doing exactly that. We're looking at you know, what opportunities have people got to learn new skills and, and use their talents and, and get some sort of confidence in using these tools as well. TQ is a community of trusted experts who continuously test their skills and knowledge. The MyTQ app allows you to build your portable, irrefutable professional reputation. MyTQ users can assess their skills against the ever-growing traceable knowledge to reach expert level. You can contribute as a co-creator on the MyTQ app and help others grow their skills and knowledge. Find out more on tq.com.